Alright guys, in the 80s, it's the best decade of music. I don't care what anybody says. I was a teenager in the 80s, but, and I'm a little biased, but, you know, you had, you had the hair bands, you had the rock music and all that, but there was a group that, uh, really caught my eye in 84. I was a little bit late to the party, I guess what you say, but, uh, talking about new edition, when I, when I saw, and this is coming from a guy that had, didn't have cable television, we had three channels, and the only way I could see videos was Friday night videos, and so Cool It Now on Friday night videos went out that weekend, bought the self-titled cassette, and wore that thing out. Top to bottom, that new edition cassette was awesome. Uh, I still say it's one of the best, but you know that's that's debatable I, i'm sure some people will disagree with me uh with me today i found this guy on facebook uh looking up people to, to interview for my podcast and you know new edition is one of my favorites we did our top 25 music apps of all time they were up there so you know they're one of my favorites where he's right his name is rob he's a new edit the new edition historian and this guy, this guy knows all of the stuff. He knows everything there is to know about New Edition. Welcome to the show, Mr. Rob. Thank you very much, Stevie. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. Like I said, I found you on Facebook. Uh, so what, and I know New Edition, I, I'm not sure how old you are, but I dated myself when I talked about uh, buying the New Edition cassette and being a teenager in the 80s. Uh, what, what was your first, what first got you into music? Um, originally, I'm 48, by the way. Yeah, I'm 46, so you're a little bit ahead of me. <laughs> okay, there you go. Same ballpark. Uh, I guess it's when Michael Jackson, uh, oh. I guess, came out with the Thriller album, 82, oh, yeah. 83. Yeah. That's what really got me going uh, music-wise. Uh, so you figure uh, I was maybe 12 at the time, getting into music, so that was the first influential artist that I started to follow. Yeah, I can, I can remember saving money, saving money. Thriller was one of the first albums that I bought with money I saved up. Uh, but you know, Thriller, how can you go wrong with Thriller, top to bottom? There's maybe there there's maybe one song that that wasn't a hit song on that album, and and that's probably because it wasn't released. But top to bottom, that was a great album as well. So that first album you bought was that the Michael Jackson, the Thriller album. Um. Probably, although I remember, probably for me, yeah, but I remember my dad bringing home the 45s. I think it was a 45, actually, before the album. Right. Yeah, because, and people, you know, some of these kids are listening to it when they, they, we talk about 45s, uh, they don't have a clue what we're talking about. 45s was, <laughs> was a, a smaller version of a vinyl LP that just had two songs, an A side and a B side. Uh, yeah, I, I bought plenty of, back when, Back when we had record stores around here, uh, you could find 45. I guess uh, they were compared to like a C some of these kids might know a CD single or something like that. But yeah, uh, we didn't have iTunes or anything that way. We could just download or anything. We had to go out and buy some. And you know, I don't know about you, but I kind of miss that. Kind of miss being able to go to a record store. And there may be record stores around where you live, uh, but I'm from a small town in North Carolina, and. Uh, you know, I miss being able to go to, you know, getting excited about a release, going to the record store and actually picking it up myself. Absolutely. Those were those were the best times. I mean, uh, we had the Wiz, Crazy Eddie's, big outlets like that where you could go and look through all the vinyl records, the artwork, front and back. It was fun. 
and you know that, that's another thing I miss the the artwork and and the biggest thing I miss out of not being able to buy a CD or a vinyl record was the liner notes. I would read those things every bit right. of it just to find out everything I could about who was on that album, who who they thanked, and all this. And uh, yeah, you really miss something like that. It's nice to be able to access this stuff instantly, but I really do miss the old old record stores and. Uh, and and the old magazines that you could buy back then too. Yeah, I really miss all that. I guess I'm just an old school guy. But those were the best times. Yeah, and like I said, the '80s, best decade of music, no doubt. I mean, you know, you can say the '90s, the '70s, whatever. The '80s to me was the best decade for music. So much great music came out of the '80s. Uh, first, I new, agree. first new edition memory. What got you into new edition? Ah, I've been asked that a lot. Uh, well, we all know uh, the Candy Girl album came out, or right. the single, actually, uh, followed by the album. And uh, I think, like you mentioned, Friday Night Videos for yourself, I didn't have cable growing up, so I didn't have uh, the music channels per se. So I really didn't see the video from the first album. Right. Um, I knew the songs on the radio. I liked them. But it wasn't until they came out with Cool and Now, the following year, 1984, that I saw them on Solid Gold. Oh, yeah. That's another show I miss. <laughs> yeah. And I saw them performing. You know, it's one thing to see a video. Right. But when I saw them perform, and they were wearing the classic outfits, I, I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, ever since then, like I said, I was a fan of the music on the radio, but I wasn't, at that point, I didn't know what they really were about. And once I finally saw for myself the first performance, I was like, this is this is something that I like. I can get into something like this. Yeah, and and I'm the same way as you. We cool it now. And and I didn't, up until later, I didn't see the, the Candy Girls or Is This the End uh, videos right. or anything like that. But the Cool It Now is what got me started. And like I said, that self-titled album, man, uh, like I said, you could put it in, and yeah, these, this is going to date us again, too. I could put that in my Walkman, play it at night, and, and listen to it, and turn it over from number one to number two. For Cool It Now to Marianne, they were all great songs. Uh, but, of course, you had Cool It Now, you had Mr. Telephone Man, you had Lost in Love, that were the big hits off that. And, and these guys really, after, you know, the, the Candy Girl CD kind of put them out there. But this put them on the map here. This this got everybody. Everybody knew who they were after that. And like you said, the choreography and and the way they performed was so great. I I think that's one of the things that really got got me into New Edition. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they, did, they, they did their thing, and plus with the self titled album, um, now they were on the major uh, networks. They were down now with the MCA records. So that oh, yeah. definitely put them out where everybody were able to see them. Yeah, and that, and that was a big thing. They had a big, you know, they had a lot of, you know, is this the end, popcorn love off Candy Girl, but they just couldn't get out there. They, they parted ways with Maury Starr, got got signed with MCA, which they had a had a few little odds and ends to settle. I think it was, uh, what was the name of that, that record company they were with it, or that management company that they were with they had to get away from. Gosh, knows what was it? Running. Well, they were originally on Streetwise Records. Streetwise first, and then they went to when they signed with MCA. They found out they were actually signed with. Uh, gosh, who was it? The Jump and Shoot. Jump and Shoot. Yeah, that's it. And then they had they got away from that. And that kind of 
then they they really started to to get some some uh, traction there and get really get out there. Uh, right. Then the second album or the third album, All for Love comes out, and I I remember getting it for Christmas on cassette, and I'm looking at the album cover, and there's somebody missing. And back then you did I mean you couldn't just go on the internet and and find out what was going on. You you had the the magazines, but looking up there and I'm like somebody is there's only four of them up there. You know of course. Uh, well, there's actually five up there, but there, there's a somebody missing on there. Bobby Brown ends up leaving the group because of uh, he's he's not happy with their image and he wants more time up there. Do, you know, what did you feel about this? I mean, Ralph Trevant was pretty much the, the lead singer, but Bobby Brown was ready to make his move then and, and go go solo. He wanted more time. What do you think about that? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, All for Love, by the way, is my favorite New Edition album. Oh, okay. Uh, that's just my personal, I think it was some of their best work. Uh, I think their best album was Heartbreak, but my personal favorite is All for Love. Um, and like you said, there was no internet out there. So yeah, the album comes out, you know, all five of them are on the cover, but now you start to see them on Soul Train, some of the shows, and like you said, it was only four of them. Yeah. It's like, what's going on, you know? Bobby's obviously on the record, but he's not showing up. Uh, later we find out that, you know, he leaves the group, or they tell us that he leaves the group, that he's going to be, uh, be a solo artist. But uh, it bothered me. It, it bothered me because, uh, like most fans, they were starting to build a bond with their fans uh, for the last three years. So, you know, Bobby, Bobby was an integral part of the group. And for him to be gone, and we don't really know what's going on. Right. He'll tell us that he wanted to leave. So, you know, I was mad. I was not going to lie. I was mad. I, you know, I, how could you leave New Edition? Or why would you leave New Edition? So, I was funny many, many years later when I found out that, you know, he didn't really leave on his own. He was actually kicked out of the group. Right. You know, I, I, it actually made me feel better, to be honest. Because I, I, never, I never understood why he would leave his friends and. The most popular group at the time. Who does that? Yeah, they were definitely on the way up, and, and losing a, a integral part of your group like that—that that was kind of strange. But and and like you, like we said, you didn't have the internet to find out all of this stuff. To back until later on, we found out what was going on. The album I was thinking about that had four on it was uh, Under the Blue Moon. Uh, after he had right. left, when they did uh, the uh, all the covers. And that was when I was like, "Well, wait a minute here. Something is really going on here." But. Uh, you know they had so much success with that with that lineup. They you know the new edition self titled uh, album goes double platinum. All for Love is is a big hit. You had hits like Count Me Out with You All the Way, uh, uh, Whispers in Bed. Uh, there was so many. Like I said, that was a really good album too. Uh, I'm still going with the self titled is my favorite. And I do feel like I'm the same way as you. Heartbreak was their was their uh, was their best album that they put out there. So they're still getting out there and getting a lot of publicity. Like you said, they're on Solid Gold. They're on Soul Train. They make a, a guest appearance on, on a movie. They get in a, in a movie before Bobby Brown leaves. They're on Crush Groove. Uh, right. And then Under the Blue Moon, they do Earth Angel. That is a uh, is, is included on the Karate Kid 2 soundtrack. So they're still out there. And, but then all of a sudden, you just it's just like after when before Heartbreak, it was like they took a little break. Uh and Johnny Gill comes in. They bring in Johnny Gill, and that kind of gets Ralph Trevant a little. And I know he was talking about going solo, but Johnny Gill comes in, right. 
Makes him feel kind of uh, uneasy about his, his spot in New Edition. What did you think when you heard Johnny Gill was coming in? I was surprised. Um, only because of what New Edition always had said, that it's a Boston group and yeah. uh, nobody could place Bobby. And the only way that someone's coming back it would be Bobby Brown. So I was shocked. Yeah, and I mean, he's well, Johnny Gill is a New York guy and uh, comes in... Uh, and he's actually from Washington, Washington D.C. Okay, and then you get, yeah. but you get new edition heartbreak with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis do do that, and you've got so many great songs on that album. Can you stand the rain? If it isn't love, any heartbreak, boys to men. Uh, what did you think when you first heard the new 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 edition heartbreak? Uh, I was excited. I was very happy that they were back. Um, I was glad that they would finally work with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis for the whole album. I know they had worked on one song for the Dragnet soundtrack called Helplessly in Love. Oh, yeah, one of my favorites. This, this was a whole whole album with them, so it really took them to another level. Yeah, and and it, it, was, it was no longer the, I guess you'd call it the bubblegum sound. This was a grown-up sound. Right. This was dealing with grown-up issues and... Uh, they made the transition so good and, and, and really got to another level of popularity than when they had, you know, they were kind of out of the picture for a little while, but their popularity really took off. They And then they do start talking about solo projects. They take a hiatus. Uh, you have uh, Bivens and uh, you have Bivens and then go do BBD. Bivens and Bell with the Voodoo, do, BBD, and, and they, they're a tremendous hit. The first song come out, I remember when a friend of mine said, wait a minute, you know, there's part of New Edition, they've got a rap group now called uh, BBD. I said, who in the heck is that? <laughs> then I heard Poison, I was like, wow, this is a whole different ball wow. game here. Yeah, yep. And became a, you know, became That's a... definitely G different from what the, the New Edition style of uh, music they were doing. Yeah, but it was, it was good. I mean, they had... Plenty of success with BBD. Ralph Trevant does his solo album. Uh, you know, he had Sensitivity and Stone Cold Gentleman. Of course, Bobby Brown goes to a whole nother level. Uh, and, right. and they are actually doing better as solo artists than they did with New Edition. Do you feel that way? Uh, at the time, yeah, because it seemed like any record that came out from any of them was <laughs> number one. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, BBD had Poison and Doomy, uh, Ralph Trevant, like we talked about with Stone Cold Gentleman Sensitivity, Bobby Brown, good Lord. You could name a handful right. of songs from him that, that went to number one. But then you kind of get excited again at the 1990 MTV Video Music Awards. There's a new edition reunion. They perform, and you right. kind of get to thinking, you know, maybe they could get back together then. Yeah, but that is put to rest pretty quick. You don't see anything from them again. They start doing their own stuff. But then uh, 1994, 95, it's time, Home Again comes out. It's New Edition back together again. Of course, they had to do another album for MCA, and they're back together. And, and man, was I so excited. I went out. That was one of those CDs I went out and bought the day it came out. And uh, right. I was not disappointed. They had some good hits on that song that uh, hit me off. They had uh, Still in Love with You. And then you hear about a tour right. coming up. And what would you think that, about that album? Um, I was excited. Um, you know, same thing that the guys were saying. It's like you had all these big-name artists now 
that were very successful in the own right. And now you're going to put them all back together where they came from, this super group called New Edition. So I was excited. Uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and assigned to do the tracks along with a host of others. You had the, uh, Puffy was on there, John the Bird, so a lot of people on the album. I thought the album was very good. Um, but, you know, we made different parts. When you listen to it, you can tell that the album was kind of catered around Bobby because Bobby was the superstar. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then the, the tour, and, and like you said, when you put all these guys that are established stars back together again and go on tour, uh, egos kind of clash, and they sure did on that Home Again tour uh, with people wanting stage time, and, and of course, uh, Bobby Brown wants more stage time and, and makes a, a big, big stink about it. He extended his solo set a lot, and then they have an incident on stage uh, in New Mexico where Ronnie DeVoe pulls him up, attempt to pull him off stage, and he dropped the microphone, and the fist fight breaks out. The security guards backstage get into it. Gun was brought in, and then uh, that pretty much ended that tour for, for all of them. Uh, of course, four of them finished the tour. Did you ever think we'd see any, any faction of New Edition back together again after that? Well, that tour was nothing but drama. I yeah. think the members themselves will tell you that that was the worst tour they ever did. Um, but yeah, afterwards, you kind of was like, well, you know, is this it for New Edition? Can they ever come back from this? Yeah. So there was, there was some doubt. Yeah, def- definitely a lot of doubt there because when you bring a gun into it, you know, it's one thing with a fist fight. You can get over stuff like that. But sometimes when you bring a gun into it, that's kind of taking it to the next level and uh, it's hard to come back from that. But they managed to do that in, in different times over the years. Uh, 2002 to 2004, they have another reunion. And they also get signed by Bad Boy Records. Uh, Puffy Combs signs them, uh, which doesn't go too well, but... What did you think about the One Love album? Uh, One Love, 2004, finally came out after being pushed back uh, many times. Um, They had a lot of great music on that album. But believe it or not, there was a lot of better music that they did that was not put on the album. So you can pick and choose what happened behind the scenes. I mean, uh, Diddy wanted to go a certain way. The guy's wanted to be a new addition and they've been doing it so they know they parted heads with that but if you listen to the album at that time frame in 2004 it was a very good album very good new edition music you have Jimmy Jam on there with two or three cha- uh, tracks on there so I, I, I'm not disappointed at all musically the, the, the album was very sound it was very good yeah and then they have you know they, they end up leaving asked to be released from their bad boy contract they are uh, they have several several impromptu get back together I guess you call it then they actually record a song without Bobby Brown record a song with New Kids on the Block who it's funny that New Kids on the Block got their start from Maurice Starr who was their first right. New Edition's first manager what did you think about the collaboration with New Kids on the Block uh, originally I was shocked yeah I me too never in a million <laughs> years you would ever think that those two groups would get together but at the same time, I thought it was a good look. You know, in 2008, um, they were approached by new kids to to be on the record, you know, and I guess in their way of saying thanks and, and looking up to new additions. I thought it was a good look. 
Yeah, I I, I was shocked, uh, but at that time, I, I think it was a good publicity move too to get them back to get to get them together to do something like that. Uh, you know, you had the retro thing going for both of them, and uh, nobody ever thought that you would see new kids on the block and new addition to do anything together like that with with the history with Maury Star. Okay, let's skip ahead a little bit. Uh, the miniseries. Now, when I heard about this, and I was like, you know, this is going to be one of those, you know, they talk about the new edition story. This is going to be one of those, I guess, like Reels, the channel Reels puts out. I, I'm, I was like, I'm wondering how truthfully this is going to, going to be. But then when I heard that all the guys had a part in it, they were all uh, producers, and, and they served as co-producers up there. I was like, wow, this is going to be great. I was so, so excited about this. Three night, it was like a three night series. Uh, great, and it told the whole story. That, it didn't look like they held anything back to me. What, what were your thoughts on the miniseries? Outstanding. Outstanding. They did from, from A to Z. It covered everything um, to the point where they, they made it as truthful as possible. You know, some of the stories were embellished. It is, it is on our TV. It's a movie, so it has to be entertaining. Right. But I thought they did a great job. The characters did a played them in, in, in a nice light. I thought it was, was was wonderfully done, and it broke records. So they, yeah. they, they set out. It did what it set out to do. Yeah, and it, you know, twenty eight point four million viewers the BET through the initial run, and, and the encore was over right. the week of the premiere. Uh, but new edition. I, I, I got to ask you. You told me. Your favorite new edition album was Alpha Love. Favorite new edition song? Uh, I know that's hard for you to pick. <laughs> uh, again, I'd have to go from the same album, Count Me Out. Count Me Out, okay. So you, uh, Count I'm Me a, Out, followed by a close second of If It Is In Love. Those are my two favorite songs. Okay. So how many new edition concerts have you went to? Uh, too many. Over, <laughs> over 150. Wow, over 150. Now, you yeah. how many times have you actually met them? Because I saw uh, pictures of you. Often. Yeah, quite often since, I believe, 2006 to 2007. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, is there any, I mean, and maybe you're, you're up on you're up on the latest news on them more than I am. Any th any talk about doing another record? Or I know they're out touring all the time, but it, I mean, is it feasible now with with uh, the music industry the way it is for them to do another record? Uh, Stevie, I would like to say yes. I really hope so. Um, right now, I don't see anything happening at the moment. I know Ralph Tresman is getting ready to do. His new album, which should come out uh, sometime next year, he's getting ready to drop the first single. Uh, BBD is getting ready to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Poison, so right. they're going to be doing the Poison tour. Uh, Johnny Gill has his new album now, now Game Changer 2, which has already debuted at number one, number one single. So, you know, they're all doing their, their individual things and, and doing well, I might add. So you, you think about it, it has been, and this is, it's actually 30, has it been 35, 34 years since since Candy Girl came out? 83? 36 years yeah. now. Wow. I'm really getting old now. Uh, right. So, 
But but think about it. All that time has has passed, and we're talking about one of the legendary groups ever. But they only, in all that time, they only did eight albums. Yeah. And five of them were the first five years. Yeah, and they did them quick. Like you said, you know, uh, between the Blue Moon, Under the Blue Moon, uh, All for Love, Any Heartbreak, Candy Girl, and the self-titled album, that was all right there in a, in a, a short period of time. And they, and you, but you know, all these artists used to do, used to do an album so quick like that to put them out. They, they put the album out, they tour, then they put another album out and they tour. You just don't, with the music industry the way it is now, uh, you know, with iTunes and, and downloads like that, right. it's just not feasible for these artists. And I hate it, because it's just not feasible for these artists to put out albums like, put out new music like that. Uh, some of them, I know, do the, do like the singles, uh, just put out single after single. Right. And, and where you can download, but, you know, it, it's not the way it used to be. And I, I'm just an old school guy, and I, I like I like to have something in front of me, like a hard copy. But, uh, you know, right. I would love to see some more new edition, uh, you know. I mean, wonder if there was ever talk about them re-recording any songs, uh like do a some of these groups do a re-recording their old songs. Wonder if there was ever any talk about that. Right, that that I haven't heard. No. Yeah, but anyway, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for for taking your time out and and talking to us about new edition. It's been been great. My pleasure. Uh, uh, reminiscing about this, and you know, hopefully we'll hear something new from them soon. Like you said, all of them doing their things. And it's hard to believe it's been 30 years since BBD came out with Poison. I mean, really, I am getting old. Rob, thank you so much for being on the show with us tonight. We appreciate it. We'll be talking thank to you, you again me. soon. You have a great night and a Merry Christmas. You got it. Likewise. Thank right. you so much. Thank you, sir.